Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1 with All Care Pharmacy. Discover a healthcare team that's always here for you at All Care Pharmacy, Ireland's largest community pharmacy network. Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1. The Department of Agriculture has said it supports the reduction of badger culling in favour of vaccination. But last year, more than 5,000 badgers were snared and shot across Ireland as part of the state culling programme. Now, that has been branded barbaric. So the question is, is it time that it was stopped with immediate effect? Porik Fogarty of the Irish Wildlife Trust is here, along with TJ Marr, who's chairman of the IFA Animal Health Committee. You're very welcome. Thank you for being here. TJ, we might talk about the problem of badgers first and, and why the populations need to be controlled. What's going on out there? Well, Claire, thanks for having me on. I suppose the key thing first of all is we are compelled by EU legislation to have a TB control programme and every year our animals are tested annually and that programme costs us as farmers over 60 million euros. Now the key point is here it has been identified world over that you cannot remove TB out of the livestock population if you don't control TB in the wildlife population and in Ireland we have two key carriers the badger and the deer. And as part of that programme, the department has been operating the wildlife management programme for over 20 years. And last year, while there was 5,000 badgers captured, there was also 7,000 badgers who were vaccinated. And does that work, that vaccination programme? The vaccination programme has proven to be effective in areas and less effective in other areas. The key point is, is badger density must be reduced. First of all, there must be healthy badgers in the area because the reality is there is no point vaccinating sick badgers. And the key point here is for farmers. It's in farmers' best interest to get to a situation where we have a TB, po- a cattle population and a badger population that do not have TB. Mm-hmm. That is the ultimate goal for all of us. And what happens to a farm when TB is found in the livestock? Well, unfortunately for a farmer where a TB breakdown occurs, it's an extremely stressful situation. The farmer enters into a full lockdown where effectively his business is, is frozen within his farm and that he cannot trade stock. Uh, any animals who are diseased will be immediately removed from that farm and he will have to undergo a testing period of at least three tests inside the next uh, three three to four months. And unfortunately, some farmers have been locked for over a year, but we have over 4,000 farmers in this country who have been locked up and that's happening annually over the base on the last number of years and that's hugely stressful for farming families. So Paura, clearly it's a problem, isn't it? It's a problem for agriculture and on the other side of it then when you see the culling, that, that is a problem from an animal welfare point of view. So how do we fix it? Oh it is, it's, a, it's an enormous problem and we've never doubted the uh, the problem that it uh, presents to farmers and indeed for the cattle who suffer from disease as well as for the badgers so we all want to be rid of it and it's government policy to eradicate the disease, not just kind of keep it at a low level. They want to get rid of it completely. But the problem here is that we have been slaughtering badgers now for decades uh, and it's not working. If if you were able to show me evidence that this is actually getting a handle on the problem, uh, you might have something to, to take a hold of. But TB rates have gone up and the Department of Agriculture themselves were saying the TB rates have gone up basically because of uh, intensification of livestock, dairy dairying in particular. Um, and, and so uh, the disease is not getting under control. So it's It's the practice, you you say, it's the practice of the farmers 
that is increasing TB Oh, there's no doubt about it. This is a disease in cattle and it is mostly spread between cattle. This is recognised by the department who say that cattle-to-cattle transmission is the dominant factor here, not the badgers. Now, the issue I have, not only is that it's been going on for so long, uh, but we have a TB forum where all of these things are discussed. And every time I go to these meetings, all I'm hearing about is badgers and deer. And we're not hearing about the measures that need to be taken within our enormous uh, cattle herd uh, if we are actually going to eradicate like the disease. Well, I mean, it's it's uh, the department themselves suggested there should be what's called uh, a risk evaluation so that farmers are not buying uh, cattle from TB herds that are at high risk. Uh, we're not seeing the biosecurity measures. So, for instance, the measures uh, that farmers can take on their farm to reduce uh, transmission. And I'm thinking of, you know, protecting food troughs, uh, keeping badgers out of barns, those kind of things. Healthy hedgerows are all the kinds of things that reduce uh, transmission mission uh, between cattle. And those things are just not being prioritised. Yet we are seeing the badgers being blamed uh, basically time and time again. And now we're seeing deer being blamed as well, even though there's practically no evidence at all that deer are giving uh, TB mm-hmm. to cattle. So TJ, what do you say to that, that farmers could do a lot here? Well, first of all, I'd absolutely dispute the evidence that the badger is not partially responsible here. I think there is absolutely no doubt internationally that in the UK is a prime example of this, where they do exactly the same testing regime as us. Um, but they do not have a, a badger um, a management program. Their incidence rate is 10% of the herd. Ours is 4.4. When the department introduced the wildlife program 20 years ago and was worked effectively for 10 to 15 years, we got our in- incidence rate down to 2.5%. Through the course of the period of the recession, we reduced our manpower on the wildlife program. Over the last number of years, farmers, and remember the Badger Programme cannot operate without the assistance of farmers, over 3,000 new sets have been identified. The Badger has been proved to be extremely adept at managing to improve its population density. It is absolutely, without doubt, critical to ensure that the Badger population is controlled as part of the overall programme. I think there is no doubt that through the course of the implementation group, which we have attended all the meetings at, that there are huge measures being placed on farmers. We are in the process at the moment of now removing animals because they're of higher risk, not because they have clearly identified the disease. We're also in the process of advising farmers on their practices. But do you know how much of the TB is happening because it's transferring from, from bullock to bullock or cow to cow as opposed to badger, from the well, badger it, to the livestock? Yeah, well, the department have very clearly identified and investigated all outbreaks and it's very clearly identified where you have a closed unit of a farm. In other words, no trading in or out and that farm previously has no disease and the only interaction outside that farm with a disease spreader is the badger and there's clear studies identifying that and the same is happening in the deer and, and in fact Wicklow is a prime example of what to contradict his uh, point on the whole intensification of agriculture Wicklow consistently has the highest rate of TB in the country it is one of the lowest densities of animals and of cattle in the country, but it has a huge wildlife population of deer and badger. And in Wicklow, through the Department of Agriculture and Environmental Investigations, over 16% of the deer who were identified were confirmed with TB. And from North America with the white-tailed deer to the possum in New Zealand, if you fail to control the wild population spread, you fail to control the disease. Now, we're not saying they are the total part of the disease. The reality is, if you don't have a 
disease on a farm and you bring disease in through a badger, then disease can spread from animal to animal. Mm-hmm. But the key point of the programme is to manage To the control pressures. the population of the, of the, of the badger. Yes. Porik, what do you say? Oh, I mean, if we, have a, if we have a population problem, it's surely that we have too many cows and cattle in this country. Uh, not only is it the, the main source of greenhouse gas pollution and water pollution, but we also see now that it's responsible for the, the, the spread of disease. We have six and a half million head of cattle in Ireland. If we, if we counted badgers, which we don't, uh, I would say the, the maximum estimate is that we have only about 100,000 of them. Um, so I, I think it's kind of ridiculous to be continuing to blame wildlife for a problem that is uh, completely related to animal agriculture in this country. What about um, that example that TJ gave of a completely closed farm, no trading happening, TB is found and the only source could have been a badger? Well, I mean, I don't know who's uh, concluding that because the department themselves have looked at trying to apportion how much of this is being uh, cattle to cattle and how much is it to do with wildlife. And they said it's too complicated. We don't really know. We can't put put uh, mm-hmm. figures on it. Um, so, like I say, if we, we don't deny that uh, badgers carry TB, and in fact, you know, people carry TB, the farm cats can carry TB, uh, we're spreading slurry all over the place, uh, which is also a product of animal agriculture. And we know that the TB bacteria survive in slurry. So, I mean, just... Uh, the, the, so you the, don't think that the badger population needs to be controlled at all, do you? Is that is that where you're coming from, your starting point? We have never been in favour of badger culling. Uh, we've always been against badger culling. We uh, were happy five years ago when it became official policy to move to vaccination of badgers. But what we've actually seen is last year, we killed more badgers than we did in 2017 uh, before vaccination was announced. And so, it's a fairly barbaric process. Oh, it is. It's it? brutal. I mean, there's a there's a wire snare that's set uh, outside the uh, the animal's burrow. The the badger gets trapped in it and no doubt struggles for its life for a long time before it's freed. We have culling during the breeding season, so uh, basically young cubs are being left to starve underground, under set. I mean, this is why it's barbaric. We don't we have a closed season for shooting ducks in Ireland, and yet we're allowed to kill thousands of badgers every year willy nilly. Mm, this is state policy, though. Of course, but I mean, the state is, is the biggest transgressor of environmental law in this mm. country. I but mean, you don't want to see, you want, you want to see the culling of badgers to stop, but you want to cull the livestock. I don't know what you mean culling livestock. We're already culling livestock. Livestock is reared to be culled. But you've said that there are far too many um, bovine animals in this country. So if we don't cull the badgers, do we cull the six, some of the six and a half million cows and, and cattle that are out there? Well, I mean, this is a, a TB in particular is a disease of, in, of uh, animal intensification. And we've had animal, a lot of animal intensification since uh, the lifting of dairy quotas. And the department themselves has said that this is what is associated with the rise in TB of late. And we have other reasons for reducing the number of cattle in this country, uh, particularly the climate and the biodiversity emergency. Uh, we simply have an overpopulation of farm animals and it's driving the, the absolute wanton destruction of our environment. Just Claire, I think in fairness, Park, those are comments that are completely inaccurate. You and I both well know we have more or less the same amount of animals in this country as we had 15 or 20 years ago. That's the reality. The reality is uh, that we, we as farmers are fully committed to removal of TB from this country. I am st- astounded that you are in favour of leaving sick badgers 
to spread that disease to the other remaining of the population. That is the farmer's goal, to remove unhealthy badgers from the population. But it's not just unhealthy badgers that are being culled. It is not just unhealthy cattle that are being culled at the moment. We have taken a risk policy where also non who are at-risk animals are taking out. The reality is, if you have infected badgers in a set, some will be tested to identify that. Others cannot be because the disease cannot will not show to that test at all times. It is the policy and the experience that, that to make the population healthy, reduce the density, then you vaccinate and you allow the population to redevelop. And that has proven successful. And we cannot have a, a separate situation where we leave sick badgers. And, and Porrick well knows that the, the nature of the badger is a sick animal is removed from the set. That sick animal wanders around to the next group of badgers and infects those mm-hmm. and goes, that is the policy, that is how a badger reacts to a sick or, animal. what do you say to that? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, this was never a policy about protecting badgers. Uh, uh, like I say, the, uh, the badger is a protected species. We've never had an impact assessment of what this programme uh, means for our badger population. We don't even have an accurate number uh, for, for what the badger population is. Well, you say it doesn't work, that culling doesn't work. It no, doesn't sure. stop the spread of TB? If, if it worked, we'd have uh, got a handle of it uh, on this stage. TJ was saying that we have less cattle now than we did 20 years ago. But we know that the dairy herd is getting bigger all the time. Uh, the last uh, data from the CSO before Christmas uh, showed yet another increase in our dairy herd. There's over one and a half million of them now. And, uh, but the and spread of TB, it doesn't seem like a solvable problem. Because vaccination isn't going to work. You're not convinced about that. Culling isn't going to work. I don't think either of you are convinced that culling is ever going to fully control the problem. I think the key point here is proper management is the key part of it. I think there, there is no doubt that we got our figures down to 2.5% in incidents nationally. One the, the lowest level we had historically because we had a very coordinated wildlife programme. Through the last... Culling. Through the, uh, through culling. Cu- it was culling and, and has now been moved to vaccination. And vaccination has proved effective because there are farmers in parts of this country who do, know not, do not know what TB is because they are... They, those parts of the country are have TB because they have T, they don't have TB in their badgers, they don't have TB in their cattle. So with proper controls and managements, people working together, effectively, mm-hmm. people have to remember it's in farmers' best interest to get to a situation but, where the wildlife population and the cattle population are TB. With no level of, of culling. No, I mean, it just just doesn't work. Uh, It should be stopped. We should be doing what the programme for government said and uh, much more quickly expanding the vaccination programme and ending uh, the completely pointless and very expensive, I'd have to add, uh, culling programme. But but, but Parik, we we live in the real world, unfortunately, sick animals have to be removed. We live in a world where whether as farmers, and, and, and for a farmer, a TB disease outbreak is extremely stressful, has huge impacts on the family and the economics. Exactly. And we, so and we, remove, and we remove immediately the sick animals to stop the spread to other animals. Right. So this isn't benefiting farmers either. Our TB rates in cattle have doubled. Uh, we'll, so it's we'll, not solving yeah. anything at the moment. We'll have to leave that one there. Thank you both very much for coming in. Porik Fogarty from the Irish Wildlife Trust and TJ Marr from the IFA Animal Health Committee. Now in the past half an hour, Buckingham Palace has confirmed that the President of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, will meet King Charles for tea at Windsor Castle during her visit to Britain to discuss an overhaul of the post-Brexit trade rules for Northern Ireland. The last we heard, that meeting was in the offing and then some officials decided that it shouldn't go ahead. Now it seems that it is. We'll take a quick break. Back after this. Today with Clareburn. Listen back on the RTE Radio Player app.